Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Well, hi, everybody. It's great to have you back. Welcome back to another episode of our newest podcast, IntelliKey Leadership Stories. I'm Mark Stenson. I'm president of Bioscience Bridge, a heart-centered branding consultancy. And my co-host is Kirsten Gouldy. And I am the CEO of Pure IntelliKey. I'm an intuitive advisor, professional coach, and business consultant. Well, we're really excited to have uh, you here today. Uh, you know, we have such a pleasure of knowing and working with so many great companies, so many great groups, and, and all the inspiring people that have leadership positions, but also people who uh, lead thoughts and lead ideas in our communities. And that's why Kirsten and I really wanted to create this podcast to give you a chance to hear their stories and really uh, their stories of their principles, their culture that they're helping us build, uh, the strategies, and really the higher purpose that we're all striving for. Yeah, no. And we're really excited today to announce our guest, Melissa Walsh, who is resident here in Star, Idaho, right outside of Boise, Idaho. And I had the privilege of meeting Melissa, what, about two years ago, I would say? Yeah, I think it's been that that long. Gosh, time flies. That's right. That's (laughs) right. I met um, a dear friend of mine here in town, Kim recommended that I had to see Melissa as my primary care. And during that time, you know, and getting to know her, that was when I was moving out of my corporate role. So, you know, I found a way to have insurance pay for my energy balancing and also my physicality. I I got the professional care and the, um, the other care. So I'm very excited to have you here today. And I know you're doing a lot of exciting things. You've had a large transition yourself. So just by way of background, Melissa is the wife of a firefighter, a mom of two young boys, and has dedicated her heart and soul to the healing arts, which we're really excited about. Melissa has also been a practicing physician assistant for the past 10 years with the experience in family medicine, rheumatology, and functional medicine. The healing she provides goes beyond the clinic, impacting lives virtually and from the stage as an international speaker, ordained minister, and intuitive energy and spiritual healer. Um, We will also be posting the rest of her bio up on the website, and you'll be able to see all of her information. Her website is melissawalshhealing.com. And at this point, Mark, I guess we should get started. Yeah, we're, yeah? we're just so glad to have you. And Thank I, you. I, I love this idea of, you know, there's family medicine, there's functional medicine. Tell us a little bit about your practice, kind of the kinds of patients that you see and how that client uh, maybe mix has changed over time. Yes, um, it has definitely changed over time, especially, you know, getting out of school um, 10 years ago now. That's crazy thought that it was that long ago. Um, And just diving right into the conventional medical world um, and shifting into functional medicine, integrative health, and now able to kind of be that bridge. I feel like it's almost between two worlds of 
that physical body component because we do need a pill every once in a while for certain things. Um, like my allergy medicine. <laughs> oh, but I have new news for that. Okay, we have. We we'll talk about that because that's where I'm at now. Apparently. Stay tuned, listeners. Yes, stay tuned for more. <laughs> We're getting rid of that allergy pill here soon. Um, but but yeah, that kind of transitioning um, out of that conventional medicine, even though we there's a time and place for that, and now into more of an integrative, holistic, functional approach. Um, it was an interesting journey navigating from um, that uh, space in general family practice through rheumatology, um, where people are quite sick in that space, and now in the functional way where we can really get to the root cause of inflammatory conditions mm-hmm. and symptoms, and it's not always at a physical level. What I've seen... It's almost never at a physical level, correct? Right. I mean, there are some things... Yes. <laughs> true, true roots are never at a physical level. Right. Um, but sometimes we can give things that fix, appear to fix that physical problem for the meantime. Right. Um, but then it tends to come back unless we really get to that underlying root. And what I've seen, um, both in personal and professional experience, is that it it lies beyond the physical exam. It, it lies in that mental, emotional, spiritual state or where there may be resistance that we haven't quite got through yet. Mm. That's so interesting. And I guess, I mean, it would be almost cliche to say healthcare has changed in the last 10 years. Uh, of course, but everything it, about <laughs> healthcare, our relationship with our doctors, our relationship with our health our, uh, health insurers or our employers, et cetera. But, but do you find also, I guess, that change includes our people more open to this idea that it's more than physical, that it might be emotional, that it might be spiritual, that it might be, you know, more than s- their physical symptoms alone? Are people also coming around to that? I definitely feel like people are opening up um, because I'm meeting more people that don't want to take another pill or insurance is no longer covering their pills and they can't afford their medicine anymore. And so now they're looking for other things to help them. Um, I also feel like it depends on the setting you're in. Like when I was in very conventional family practice setting or even the hospital setting I was at, there weren't as many people coming to me open-minded as they are now in more of that integrative health world. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, I do feel like it's starting to come around. Now, do you think it's geographical as well? I mean, Idaho is not the state per se that's more open to different types of alternative medicines. I'm not sure. Um, I did my PA training in Iowa, mm-hmm. and then I've been here in Idaho. So right. I haven't, like, branched out to right, other right. areas to really know for sure. But I'd imagine, um, as Harvard has a, a huge um, integrative medicine department. They do, I yes. think in those areas it's probably more known. Mm-hmm. Hence, people are more open mm-hmm. than where we are. Yeah. An anecdotal fact about that. um, Many of the world renowned shamans, i.e. Sandra Ingraman, Mm -hmm. are working with Harvard on their science and all the fact based medicine about healing the body, healing our waterways and whatnot. So anecdotally, this is where science meets the mystic. Right. Right. And I think that is 
expanding now too because there's we do have physical proof. It's no longer the woo-woo right? Um, or something that we can't really grasp anymore because you can, they can measure, they can measure vibrational frequencies. That's right. They can, they did a study where they put um, um, depressed people in a room, like people that were really sad and low, at a low point in a room and happy people in a room and you can measure the vibe, the feeling in a room. And then you can measure what happens when you put the happy group of happy people group of happy people in with the group of depressed people and what happens in a room. Fascinating. So at what point in your career um, did it merge or converge or was it always there? Were they solo paths? Did something happen? How did you actually begin to have the duality? Mm-hmm. Um, well, my entire life I've had an intuitive side to me and have truly felt the presence beyond this physical world, but I've turned it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like too much for me, um, being a new PA, needing to learn all these regular gold standards of things, and I just could not do both. And so I lived, actually, I felt two separate lives almost. Until, like we all probably know, if it's part of your calling, if it's part of your path, it comes back around and you can resist it all you want. And I was in massive resistance just trying to be the normal Uh PA in the hospital. Um, But my body started talking to me where I had very physical things happened, um, which actually led to paralysis. Even when I say that now, I'm like, oh gosh, Melissa, don't say that. That's yeah. too extreme. But like yeah. it happened one day I was sitting in my office um, and I was in the hospital clinic setting at that time in rheumatology and I was sitting in my office and I'm typing a chart note and I, I'm like, man, I'm having a hard time typing what I'm trying. Like I can't type what I'm thinking. I'm like, what is going on? And my medical assistant came and said, hey, Melissa, your first patient's here. I'll get him ready. And I was like, okay, um, I'm not feeling very well. I'm going to go lay down for a second. Let me know when they're ready. And he's like, okay. And then I feel like my, my eyesight's getting blurry. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay down for a second. So I go in an exam room and I lay down. He comes in and he's like, Melissa, your first patient's ready. And I'm not answering. And he goes, Melissa, are you okay? And I could only shake my head no and nod my head yes. And he comes up to me and he's like, oh, are you not feeling well? And I'm just nodding my head, shaking my head no. And he goes, okay, I'll get your phone and we'll call your husband to come get you. So he gets my phone. He brings it to me and it has the key lock number pad. And I can't move my hand to push the numbers to unlock the phone so he could use it. So then he's really freaked out. So he goes and gets the doctor who comes in. He's like, Melissa what's my name? And all I could say was K, K, and his name started with a K. And he's like, oh my God, like get her to the ER. Like, is she having a stroke or what? So I couldn't hardly see. Mm -hmm. I couldn't move. Right. I couldn't talk and I barely could walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say just, I'm going to stop you here for one second. For many people who don't know, when people are moving into an expansion spiritually, this is very common. 
although it feels very uncommon and there's a ton of information out there on it but it is part of a process of opening up so totally I'll, i'll allow you to finish so to make a little bit of a long story shorter went to the er that doctor was wonderful, asked me tons of yes or no questions because I knew it wasn't a stroke, mm-hmm. um, but gave me some medicine in the IV, perked me right up. I could now talk. And it was just essentially my I went into paralysis because I've been in so much resistance trying to ignore my path mm-hmm. because I didn't know how I could blend um, kind of my spiritual, energetic side with my conventional medicine side. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to add something, if you don't mind there, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of doctors actually talk about that. And while well, Carolyn Mace is not a doctor, she but she's really well-respected right. in a lot of communities. She actually, a lot of people talk about what happens when you ignore your path, yes. whether it be spiritual or practical, right? right? But mm-hmm. people get ill, they don't progress like they should their mind stops functioning so even if we take the word spiritual off of it right right what you're talking about is there was something different for you to do and you weren't listening which I think in a practical business setting many of us end up in paths for ourselves that are not congruent with who we really are. So I just I, I want to demystify yes. this just I see what a you're bit. Saying. So you're saying the, these physical symptoms. I'm getting migraines. Right. I'm absolutely. having lower back pain. Right. Uh, I'm not walking. You know, nor- right. or seeing normal. I mean, these things are signs of this resistance. That's that right. You're yes. just not doing what you're called to do. That's right. And interesting that you say those specific symptoms because I had those. Like, Mm. everybody in my office did, Mm -hmm. though. Like, we're always asking each other for who has ibuprofen. Yes. But isn't that the norm? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And we're trained and built to override because we're supposed to sustain. We're not supposed to think out of our own box. We don't Mm -hmm. question, right? There is a training and a conditioning which out falls into our leadership stories, right? And the other piece to that is, like, being the provider. I saw people that I felt were way worse than me. Mm-hmm. And so what I had going on wasn't that big of a deal to me because I'm at least not like them. Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's important for our audience to hear the demystification mystification of this process right like because what we are really trying to illustrate is spiritual insert anything for anybody Mm -hmm. this is an individual process and it can be scientific it can be deeply religious or it could just be a universal law that they practice but for you it's a deeply it's a very wide path I know that just knowing you so just want our audience to be clear like really break it down into a personal manner and take these side effects and look Mm -hmm. at what happens Yeah, that's very good so how do you come out the other side of this then you have this sort of moment uh, the true emergency room moment Um, right where, where do you take the path then after that? Well, I was sitting there in the office looking around a few weeks later, and I was like, man, I can't do this for another 30 years till retirement. But <laughs> that's, how can- not, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. I think work. we've been there, Mark, right? haven't yeah. we? Yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> but, but, like, what about my 401K? What about my paid time off? I have $60,000 right. in student loans to pay off. Like, this is a secure job. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do now and where am I going to go? And you know what I did in that moment? I feel like this was 
probably the most pivotal moment, even though it's going to sound so simple, is I said yes. What did I say yes to? Me. Like, Mm. that's all. I had no idea what that was going to look like, what that was going to be like, but said yes to being me. I I had the willingness. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and Joe Dispenza talks about that. That's actually one of those um, scientifically proven vibrations that it's in the surrender that we actually shift our brain waves to allow for something new to step forward. Not meditation, Mm -hmm. not chanting, but it's the surrender moment. And they've proved it scientifically that that's when the brain waves start moving. So it's fascinating that you brought that point up. Yes. And that's what it that's what it took is is that moment. Mm-hmm. Then it was this idea of, OK, I'm no longer going to be moving away from things, but toward love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something that is in alignment with my future path or where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Now, when was that? That was in 2016. OK. And you've since had another shift. Yes. <laughs> Yet again. Yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's ever changing, isn't it? Is. It? <laughs> it is ever changing. Yes. Um, you know, but what helped me, I think, because I'm obviously no longer working in that space, I didn't just quit to move out of it and run That's away right. from it. I had the opportunity um, to move on to a different space. But in that little in-between time, I had to change my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was not at peace in my space. I was under stress. I was in the go. I felt like a ticking time bomb, like I feel like most of America. (laughs) However, I had to change the way I spoke to myself. And I I had to find the peace in the space, Mm -hmm. regardless of a coworker or office manager or situation or politics that was going on that were going to happen every day I was there, like I had to find the peace in the moment. How did you go about that? Because that's a very in- integral component of what needs to happen for people. But everybody will say, yes, that's what I need to do. But how do I do it? Right. Because oftentimes when you think, oh, fine, peace, we go to these like grandiose, like big yeah. things, right? I found that I could find peace in the littlest things, mm-hmm. like my pen. <laughs> in because my day was so crazy, right? I I felt like I couldn't find the peace except for in little things. So I'd have a pen that I love to write with, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this pen. I would have a notebook. I would before I went into my office in my car, I would sit, and I would do an affirmation. I am at peace. However, most affirmations don't work for people because you truly don't believe it. The ego comes in and tells you right every way that that you're not at peace. Mm -hmm. But here's the trick, and it works because I did it. Is I took myself to the place of what would it feel like if? Mm -hmm. So my imagination went to peace. So what would it feel like if my day were at peace? If I what would I feel like today if it was peaceful? That's right. And I could get to a feeling. I could imagine it. I do this for like two minutes before I went into the office. 
And no joke, you guys, after about two weeks of doing this, I could say I am at peace and something happens where it like triggers me into it. Mm -hmm. The days I did not do that went back to terrible. That's right. Mm -hmm. The days I did do that. Awesome. And and, Sorry, go ahead, Mark. You're bringing up such a good point about, you know, knowing what that feeling is. Yes. Um, but w- you and I, Kirsten, have talked about, you know, this business side of things. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so we're still going to have the left brainers that say, OK, this is all good. Right. Uh, but how do you measure it? Uh, we talk about KPIs, mm-hmm. you know, and these mm-hmm. key performance indicators and metrics and measurements. But how do you know you're advancing? You know, this this I am making progress. I knew I was uh, making progress when my day went better because it was so like stressful. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was my measurement because I was under so much stress. I was having headaches, my my shoulders, you know, the tense neck, the backache, like my days were better. I didn't have to pop the ibuprofen that day. Mm-hmm. I could get through the day without so much pain in my hips or you know like it was more a physical measurement but like I didn't feel so stressed yes and how did then that like I guess the the outcome of that to your performance or your day in other words if I don't have a backache and if I don't have dizziness and I don't have headaches then what can I do otherwise that I wouldn't have been able to? Did you did you get a sense of I that? I felt like, yeah. I mean, I felt like those days were definitely more efficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the workload that we had at the time, like I could get more done there than having to take it home. Sure. I still had to take to home work or work home all the time. But like it just seemed to flow a little easier. But that meant I was operating at a higher vibration. It meant that... I was operating at a higher frequency. When you're operating at a higher vibrational frequency, you attract other things Absolutely. into your life that yes. you desire. Right. right. So the opportunities started coming into my world to get me out of that space. The new job opportunities, the opportunities That's to right. start my healing business all started to surface nearly at the same time. Right. Um, once I started doing that because I was connecting with a higher frequency. Yeah. And I, I think uh, we've talked about this, Kirsten, too. But this this idea that, say, you're journaling and you see, well, these opportunities are coming my way. Mm-hmm. Some people just think, wow, I got lucky. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the door's open and people, no. No, <laughs> you're shaking your head. No, exactly. I'm like, that is not just like exactly. that's not that's, a random right. chance occurrence. Yeah, so it's the door is opening. You have mm-hmm. released whatever it is you had to get through, and now these other things. So take those as measurements. And I'm only saying that for those listeners who say I really need a tracking device, right. you know, to show if I'm making progress. That's right. Um, you know, it, we we put marks on the the wall or the door to see if our kids are growing, we might as well, you know, have the same kind of are we growing and it's these types of things coming into right. our lives and that I, are those you're measurements. You're speaking to something that's so important, right? Because it's a large conversation and Melissa, I'm sure in your profession you get a lot of it. Mark, I know you're seeing a lot of it. You know, measurements are becoming much more important than just our title and our salary, mm-hmm. right? Today, people are really measuring vitality, health, longevity, 
happiness, right? These are quotients that weren't taken into consideration even yet 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, right? I mean, the millennials, God bless them, have really shifted the dialogue. They're demanding. They assume this is their inherent right. And it really is there. They have shifted even the adults because we're going, you're right. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to have a heart attack at 60. So I think even the measurements are shifting a little bit. I think, um, Mark, your interview is going to be coming up, but you talked about it becoming very important to have a happy family. Yes. Right. That, that to me, is a real KPI that, you know, in a leadership board, we forget to add that as the topic, as the measurement. And I think that's what you're speaking to as well. Right. So, Melissa, we're also interested in, uh, you know, now we've we've heard your story. We've heard these these transitions. You know, bring us maybe to the present and say, from a day-to-day standpoint, h- how do you have your own practices and your own routines and, and habits, but also how are you relating to patients and clients and, and getting to that beyond the physical kind of insight uh, that you need to with them? Right. So I've actually had a recent shift into a clinic that's a functional medicine clinic. So we deal a lot with targeting root cause inflammation in the body, which then results in symptoms. Now, we have some patients who, despite, you know, targeting the root cause on a very physical, um, chemical level, there's still like a little um, resistance, which then we have to talk about the mindset. And um, lucky for me, I am in a clinic that's very aware, very open, very conscious about how all of the pieces and parts fit together. And if that conversation is needed, mm-hmm. we're totally open to have it. Um, in my personal world, um, kind of the things that I implement to help me and to help us stay healthy in this time that we're in now with the COVID-19 is two main things is staying grounded, which we can talk more about that, Mm -hmm. um, and being consciously aware of how I'm speaking or thinking. Fantastic point. Um, So going back to when I was in the hospital setting, saying that I needed to pay attention to how I was thinking mm-hmm. and bringing in peace, same thing now. So it's critical that we pay attention to the words that we're saying. We have a programming that often um, says, I'm doing this so I don't get sick, right? In medicine, I hear that all the time. I don't want to get sick. I'm going to wash my hands so we don't get sick. I'm going to take my vitamins so I don't I get sick. I haven't thought about that, but that's brilliant. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So but we that's don't. our mentality when we right. say preventive medicine. Absolutely. So I will do something sick. to prevent something from happening. Okay, yes. but the, what does the universe hear when you say, yeah. so I don't get sick? It hears sick. It doesn't hear don't. You cannot hear a negative. <laughs> <laughs> right? So this is what I do in my house, in my mm-hmm. practice, whether it's in my healing business or the clinic, is teach people to say, I'm doing this so I stay healthy. I'm washing my hands so I stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my vitamins to stay healthy because then we're holding that health piece. And I feel like right now in our our nation, in our planet's state of fear, that is a huge piece to remember 
is the stay healthy piece um and the abundance mm-hmm. mindset like yes we're i am yes we're in this thing like i might not have enough well you know be preventative like do your thing right you know be preventative kind of be smart about that but then shift in your own head that i have plenty mm-hmm. i will have enough mm-hmm. yes i just saw this quote generosity you know, outshines greed. You know, I have and, been thinking this, about that all greed, morning. <laughs> you know, it's, and this, uh, there's not enough. We have shortages. We mm-hmm. have, I must get mine, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, hey, I've, I've got some extra if you need Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I love the people who are now reaching out. I have time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you need something, I'll go to the store and get it for you. Or mm-hmm. if you need me to watch your kid for a while, I'll watch your kid. Absolutely. You know, I, I have something and you need something and we'll work that out. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the shift from the keep something from happening to moving towards, you know, something yes. more positive. And we can see that as, you know, we just mm-hmm. said in this conversation in several areas of our life from our work, our family, our um, national problem. Yes. Whatever is going yeah. on right now. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a dialogue thing, of possibilities. <laughs> yes. no, but I, I think the, you know, and I, I guess I wanted to know, so as much as your daily routine, what roadblocks do you run into? Everybody who sits in front of you probably doesn't say, well, that's, that's really refreshing to hear. And but I mean, are there are there walls that come down? Are there hurdles that you still have to overcome with people uh, in order to share this different point of view? I have to say, no, <laughs> <laughs> because the people that are coming to me, they've actually already gone through the gamut. Like mm-hmm. they've already had every test. They've already tried medicine. They've already seen several doctors and they still don't feel well. And I think what's happening is they're feeling like something placed on their heart, like a little spark or a hmm, maybe or what if or a possibility that's bringing them to me. That's right. And that goes speaks to you again, call it your law of attraction. We all know the secret, which is about 30 years old, 20, 30 years old at this point. Right. And that's a really early stage of what you're talking about. That's kind of like stage one or two of the entire larger process. But that is what you're speaking to. The people who are meant to find you because of your vibration are going to right like seeks like just Mm -hmm. to break it down in basic terms. Right. So we begin to seek out those who have the answers for what we're looking for. And I think the difference is, is like before there was a time that I was so worried about what people would think if yep. I brought up these Well, exactly. Other Maybe this things. is why I bring this up. Right. right. Because there was we, a time. we may have people on the other end of this yes. uh, speaker, this microphone, this uh, podcast who are saying, "I would love to open up my world. Yes. I would love to attract, yes. but there's going to be these hurdles and that problem and mm-hmm. what if and the 401k and the time off right. and all the other things." But. Right. So I think there that was probably a huge hurdle for me is getting past the caring what other people are going to think or are other medical providers going to think I'm a nutcase or but then what happened is I started when I said yes to being me I actually started meeting other medical professionals 
doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, physical therapists that caught wind on these ideas and topics and perspectives that I was speaking of, and they started coming to me. That gave me a little more confidence because in the in right. the back of my right. mind, I still felt I'm like not alone. You know, right, <laughs> right. But somebody's got to go, like take right. the lead and just do it. And we're we're finding many line leaders that yes, we feel this internal resistance. Yes, we feel super uncomfortable. It's not the easiest thing. That's it. You said something I think that is so 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 important. That is a leader, somebody yes. who is willing to step out on the ledge despite what people are going to say, Jack Kennedy going to the moon. We had no idea how we were going to get there, but he said it anyway, and he stuck to it, right? That is, to me, a leader is not the person who can just guide an organization. That's actually kind of the easy part. It's hard, but it's easier. The leader is the one who can have a thought independent of the think tank that keeps us incredibly small and goes out on the ledge anyway, and pioneers and charts a new territory. Now, what I found is that it doesn't mean that now I don't have any of that. Right. <laughs> because it still comes uh, up. All fears are gone now? No, <laughs> not at all. But when you when you start saying yes and you yeah. start, like, acting through the fear and doing things anyways, um, what happens is you just kind of get used to it and you know the process. And then you yeah. start going deeper and deeper That's into right. it. Yeah, like, to your point, it pulls you right? You no longer have to fight against a grain that set, stood resonant inside the yes. body for so long. So tell us about how your physical body's now. Do you have those headaches? Do you have those experiences? You, today in comparison to then? Yes. No. However, I do hold my stress and tension in my upper back and shoulders. Mm-hmm. And in my um, perspective now, that's where I'm holding resistance. And that's something that I'm working on myself now through Tai Chi, releasing tension mm-hmm. and opening that energetic pathway through that space. Mm-hmm. Now, I recall when you were working on me, um, I had gone to see a naturopath because my body had shut down, my adrenals shut down, my um, a lot of different parts of my body because of the amount of travel I was under and the stress I was under because due to the criminal activity of my organization. The um, and I, I I do recall you know the medical medium is big and this really speaks to COVID nineteen as well right just some ideas, but you were really clear that my body needed cilantro so I could pull out the metals. I had said cilantro and we were looking at lemon and lime and reading what the body needed because we have a lot. At our, at our fingertips beyond just what, like you said, we don't want to get the pill anymore, right? I'd right. really rather dive into using food as my medicine. Can you speak a little bit about that? Because it is a big part of what you do with your patients as well. It's just simply, it's not just looking at those pieces. Right. And it's interesting because what we're doing now is a lot of adrenal health, gut health, mm-hmm. decreasing um inflammation in the body by building immune tolerance. So it's not necessarily that that food is toxic to you. It's not necessarily that you can't have all these things. It's calming your immune system down 
from seeing that it's something it needs to react to. And that's what we're doing now with this therapy called low-dose immunotherapy. And it is fascinating. The results have been amazing. I may have to come to you for that. Allergies, (laughs) food intolerance, (laughs) chronic pain, anything inflammatory. Well, these are the very, I mean, you mentioned uh, practices like Tai Chi. You mentioned practices like good diet. Some of these food is medicine, you Mm -hmm. know, low-dose immunotherapy. You know, that's this, what this podcast is really all about. You know, a lot of people say I have ideas and beliefs and, uh, you know, things I really want to stand for. But mm-hmm. but it kind of crumbles when it says, and here's how I put it into action. Mm-hmm. You, you've really given us a lot to hang on here, and we really appreciate it. And if you don't mind, would you stay a few minutes longer and kind of we would like to drill down on COVID-19. Sure. But uh, we, we'll close this podcast out for the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, our guest has been Melissa Walsh. And uh, it's just been a great conversation about your own personal story, about your practice and and what you're doing. Uh, And we really appreciate you sharing it with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And one note I do want to add in regards to Melissa. She has a lot of reset retreats, personal healing, online mentorship programs and live events. And I highly encourage you to um, seek her out and learn what she's offering. I think you have a retreat coming up here in April. Okay. Unfortunately. Got it. Due All to right. the current circumstances. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we'll, we're having to postpone that. We'll Fair that enough. another time. Yes. Right. But be sure to follow uh, Melissa on Facebook and yes. Melissa Walsh Healing and on Instagram and, and other social media as well. So we look forward to having uh, a continued conversation here. And to all our listeners, thanks for joining us on this podcast. Uh, stay tuned for more stories from leaders and more stories about their journey. And again, our, our word here is IntelliKey. So we're all about reaching our full potential, and we want to give you the ideas and the inspiration to do that. So thanks for listening, and thanks to TriPoint Studios and and Scott for uh, all the engineering and recording and posting and all the things you do for us. Uh, Check out TriPoint, it's T-R-I-I-I point.com. Until next time. Here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your own life. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintelliKey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.